This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. This is our full-time show of Fulham's 3-1 loss to West Ham United. Max Cohen is with me, and we're just going to share our initial reaction to another Fulham loss. Max, right over to you. Give me your initial thoughts of what we just watched. It's it's hard, Russ. It's, it's hard to keep watching this, this mess week in, week out. Another defeat, I, I think it's six in our last seven or something along those lines, it's poor. I mean, the Brighton game, we thought it before, was an anomaly. Now it's confirmed. That was just an absolute miracle, completely out of character for this Fulham team. This team is heading, I hate to say it, Ross, it's heading for relegation. Oh, it is. And again, it's, it's directionless. It's directionless. And, and the thing that, that, that pained me the most, honestly, I'm, I'm not going to come here and slate Ranieri because to be honest with you, the team selection was great. I thought the team he selected to start this match was exactly what we needed. And the way we started again, it's our first five minutes was good. It was excellent. And then whenever we take the lead, and it's happened countless times. This it's like season, a curse or something. It, it's terrible. But we never look comfortable. No. This is a team that is just not filled with any sort of confidence or, or know-how in order to see out matches. and. As soon as we went 1-0 up, I don't think anyone had any confidence we'd win the match. And, 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 and that's standing of, of the situation of Fulham. The worst thing, and there was no fight once he went 2-1 down. There was some flashes of, of, of opportunities, but there was no one in that team who said, listen, we're not going to go down without a fight. Because we went out meekly. And the 3-1, the last, and the goal in that last minute, it's, it's a dagger to the heart. It reminded me of the wing goal, you know. It reminded me of that Sacco goal against Palace. I mean, so many instances. We just get stabbed in the heart at the end when the match is over. What we already knew, that we'd lost a match, honestly, that we're going down. It just doesn't look like there's any way of hope here. And uh, I was looking for a glimmer, and of course, we get teased. I look at this as a big tease, Max. 
Start off strong. <laughs> seen this before. That's, that's, that's Score right. a goal. Seen this before. And uh, they just cannot sustain it. Now, I can make uh, an argument for VAR. I know I can, but that would be just not giving enough credit to West Ham. They deserve to win the match. They deserved all three points. They deserve to win. But there's no question that VAR would have made a difference in this match. Am I wrong? Completely right. Completely right. But it's it's hard. I want to feel injustice, right, Russ? I want to feel like we were robbed. I know. We were robbed in that Liverpool match. This match, I mean, yes, uh, uh, Chicharito, Twitter, Chicharito, completely handballed it, and it's obvious for everyone to see on it. All it needs is one replay, and that's completely an instance where video assistant referee, you call that off after one second. You don't even need two looks at that. It's so obvious as a handball. There is no way the referee if there was VAR that that goal stands. But, but you know fair, what? It was completely Rico, of arguing. Rico caused that. Rico, okay, Rico completely Rico caused, caused the whole situation. Rico causes that by not claiming. And then every single center back defender doesn't jump for the ball. So although I really want to say VR would have saved us. Not even a, a video assistant referee can save us from our absence of defense. Because, you know, I, I start calling it schoolboy. And then yeah. I said, you can't call it schoolboy. And I'm start calling defending. But you cannot call that absolute torrid tosh defending. That's not defending. I don't know what to call it. It's, it's, it's spectator. They're watching. Oh, it's horrible. You know, it's, All it's, it's, three it's goals. Healing. All three goals. <laughs> had to get that off my chest, Max, to mention VAR. But to be fair, to be very fair, West Ham United deserved to win the match, okay? But that just irritated me at the time because here we are, Fulham are up 1-0, but I had to mention that Rico just caused the whole situation. Really, he did on that first goal. And any momentum Fulham had then, of course, gets washed away because it's 1-1. But then you have the opportunity – to have a response, and the team that responded was West Ham, not Fulham. And I'm just thinking to myself, Max, just get to the half. Just get to the half 1-1, reassess. Maybe you can get something out of this in the second half. And then, of course, in the 40th minute, you have the second goal, which put the match away. Again, it's off of a corner, and this is just an easy header by Diop, Max. This is the defending you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, he just waltzes in. At, at no point does any player attempt to stop his run in there. And it's 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 just ugh, so many errors leading up to that. I mean, I don't even know the initial man who's on him. I think it's almost Zessinone might have started on him. And he goes by Zessinone, goes by Kearney, Adoy. He's supposed to be on the front post, can't jump high enough to stop it. Reem almost shies away from the challenge. And, you know, Rico can't can't deal with it. It's every single player in that six-yard box, every single player in the 18-yard box just doesn't do their job. And, and it's, it's baffling because th- this flashes back, you know, t- to the dog days of the championship, right? 2014-15, 2015-16, when we just conceded, you know, boatloads of goals, offset pieces. And it, it's just that weak, weak underbelly. And, and, you know, that's probably the best word that describes performance for us. And it's weak. Yeah. You go up 1-0. It's weak in trying to defend that lead it's weak in responding you know it's weak in actually trying to give the fans something to cheer about towards the end it just was um another poor performance overall again you can have the glimpses and we have the glimpses and you could say look at this we started strong maybe ryan babble scores in the opening minute you know 
I thought that was going to be the situation that was going to come back to bite us. But, you know, again, well, he makes up for it a couple minutes later. And listen, it's uh, a great service from Ryan Session sets up Babel for a great goal. And this is early in the match. and, And I'm thinking to myself, okay. We've come to play. We've had these two opportunities. You also had a shot from Mitro. I could say three early opportunities, yeah. and they looked like they were up for it. But the mark of a poor team for me is a team that can't handle these setbacks. That's the best way to put it. Whenever they get a setback, they just can't rebound, and the other team just takes it from there. It was a setback, giving up that goal 1-1, okay? But – I would expect my team to rebound from that. Instead, West Ham did. Now, there should because they are the home team, Max. But at that point, you have to weather the storm a little bit and then find your feet and try to just recover from it and then go forward. But instead, the pressure kept mounting and mounting. And to be honest, West Ham deserved the second goal for all the corners that they were able to um, – create and they really piled the pressure on so they deserve to be up two to one did they deserve the first goal no but they certainly deserved the second one and they deserved the victory overall because they wanted it more and that's what it came down to it's a lack of confidence it's a lack of belief that you, you know again a sign of just a poor side as a team that can't keep a lead max yeah and we're just not streetwise I think, no. you know, in, in recent matches, it seems like Palace and West Ham. I'm going to go out here and say, I don't necessarily think the quality is that massive between those sides and us. Yes, the defense is clearly poor. But apart from that, I mean, it's not like there are teams that are head and shoulders above us in terms of the players they have. But what they are, Russ, is they know how to play in the Premier League. They know they're how to win They're smart. Really. They know how to win matches. And I think even the most important thing is they know how to see out periods of pressure. Yep. For us, every under, even the slightest bit of pressure, we creak, we break, we let in goals. I think I, I think back to the Burnley match, there's that one 15-minute onslaught, and, and we can see two on goals, we're down 2-1. We just cannot see out rough patches, and yeah. that's what kills us. And the worst part is, once we lose the goals in those rough patches, and then the team kind of eases off, but then we can't take it to them. Apart from that Brighton match, which, again, we see is such a standout, a complete outlier, completely away from how, uh, away from the mean. Apart from that match, we don't fight back. There's no surges of, of optimism and attacking and sustained pressure. We can't, we can't create those. So when you're conceding two, ma- two goals a match, more than two goals a match, and you're not creating sustained periods of pressure, you're not going to win matches. And, no. and, and, and it's almost like that's the formula, and we can't break out of it. Right. It's, and, it's it's baffling again. Well, it's funny. While you're talking about this, I'm thinking about West Ham and Crystal Palace, those two matches. And if you take away the goal that Fulham scored in this match, the matches are extremely similar, Max. The teams, I think, are pretty similar. West Ham's a little bit better, but they know how to win matches. They know how to get points in the Premier League. They know how to deal with pressure when they're under pressure and they know how to take advantage of the situations when they have the pressure on the other team. Fulham can't do either. They just can't do either. They can't sustain pressure and they certainly can't handle any pressure. And they do not know how to win in the Premier League. 
streetwise is a good way to put it. I would say Premier League wise. They just don't know how to play and win in the Premier League. And the West Ham match and the Crystal Palace match prove it to me. And that's why they're going down. You nailed it. They just don't have the know-how to win in this division. They deserve to be in the championship. So when I watch this and I see the glimpses, I feel like all Fulmar is a big tease. They tease us fans. That's what they keep doing. They tease us. Like, well, we possibly can do it, but they really can't do it. They just can't. They, They show us that, but they cannot follow through for 90-plus minutes of a performance that deserves three points. This deserved nothing. They got what they deserved, Max. But listen, before we do go, I do have to ask you one thing. I want to ask you about the substitutions in the second half because I'm curious your thoughts on them. Because I thought Fulham looked a little better in the second half, the way that the ball flowed with Markovic, and also within Giza. I want your thoughts on that. I'm, I'm curious if you could see that, that I saw. I agree. I think we, we we played fractionally better. And you know why? I think it's it's, it's down to positive. the fact that Ngisa... Yeah. I think it's down to the fact that Ngisa replaced Seri. Seri was offering, as he always does, absolutely no cover in front of our back four. And when you're playing with a back four as poor as we are, you need players who can shield that. And if you're only playing Chambers and then a luxury player in Seri, the defense is going to get absolutely destroyed. So thankfully, I think Agisa, he, if one thing he can do is play in a center field partnership with another player, that's where he thrives. That's where he thrived in Marseille. Not playing as a lone defensive midfielder, but playing with another guy who he can also share defensive duties with. And when he plays in that holding midfield role, as he did in the second half today, it, it shored up our defense. You know, we weren't as wide open as we were in the first half. In the second half, honestly, we, we weren't under the cosh. For what for no. wide parts of, of that of that forty five minutes, until I really think that end. was due to having a bit more until the very end. But that's when he really were chasing it, right? So I think right. Angisa, for all his faults, I think when he slots in there alongside Chambers, that's a pretty solid formation for us. I, I actually like that. Um, I did too. And Markovic, to oh, it's tough, yeah, because Markovic came on and uh, he, he 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 looked like a player who hasn't played you know uh, professional football in in six months. He hasn't played at all in the first half of the season for Liverpool. But he did have bright flashes, and he did offer, I'd say, honestly, a little bit more than Cessna. He had some ability, my which, which is, That's all I'm going to say. He had some ability. Um, and, you know, I don't like to see Cessna taken off after the half, but it, I think it's a number of things. I think he did the assist, which is nice, but he looked devoid of confidence. He, did, he didn't play as well as we know he could have. And I think that's down to his poor form, but also down to the way Ranieri's handled the situation. So yeah. I, it, it's tough because I think – I hate to see Sassinon being taken off, but I, honestly, I, I, I can't say it was, ter- it was a terribly wrong decision. It wasn't a terrible decision. Okay. But I thought at least I would just talk a little bit about the two substitutes because I just thought if there was anything that I, I thought you, I would take a little positive was, okay, it flowed a little bit when the two of them were in there. It looked a little better, a little better. But, I mean, in the end, it's just sure. not good enough. And uh, – they got what they deserve, my friend. And uh, Fulham are right where they should be, near the bottom. The only team sure. that is worse than them is Huddersfield Town. And uh, I don't see where the win's going to come from. I'd like to say that they could go to Southampton and uh, and get all three points. We shall see. I, I, I'm not a, I don't have huge confidence, we'll say, right now. But we shall see. It's another game. But listen, 
Thank you so much for joining me, my friend. It's uh, unfortunate that we have to have another uh, discussion on a phone loss. It's tough, but you know, it's again, I have nothing else to say, honestly. You just have to get through it. The season, I think it's fair to say Southampton will be our probably farewell match. Hopefully, we can get something nice out of that because the stretch in March is, is, is torrid. Yeah. And then, you know, our run in is favorable, but by that time, I think it might just be it. So we can save these last couple of matches. It's hard when we keep losing. But at, at the end of the day, you just have to expect the players to, to at least show it up, not for them, but for the fans. Reward the fans because they've been superb this season and the product on the pitch has just not been up to the standard. Fans don't deserve this. Fans at London Stadium that watched and listened around the world, none of us deserve that. We all deserve better. But this is who they are, and this is what we're going to be dealing with the rest of the season. I'm an optimist, Max. So are you. And I only see this ending badly. And I'm sorry I'm saying that, but that's just how I feel. We will have post-match show of this match in a day. But time to wrap up this full-time show. For Max Cohen, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.